Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, I've been looking forward to this one. Sandy Hansen Wolf is with us, and she is a business coach and uh, uh, a Sherpa, right? For for biz, business leaders and their business owners and their businesses. Uh, Sandy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, John. It's always a humble pleasure to be a part of these programs. Well, you're on these programs because you do do great work. So let's talk about the work you're doing. How are you serving business owners out there? Well, yes, I'm happy to talk about that always. It's my, obviously my number one passion. Uh, so I started in business coaching and leadership, high level leadership coaching, and actually being a, a speaker uh, about 15 years ago already. And it came at a time where I basically said yes, when people asked. And I never really said, well, I'm going to start a coaching business or I'm going to start speaking on big and small stages or working with leaders or anything like that. And it happened because of um, me saying yes to situations as they arose. And um, basically because I was a business owner who took over a company when my, my first husband passed away, it was his company. So I took it over blindly and let it through a, a turnaround along with my great employees and and um, dedicated customers at the time and uh, and came in blindly and had to lead a turnaround from from some financial pressure and changes in the industry. And uh, I didn't actually I didn't classify myself as a turnaround person. I just I owned the company after he died and and uh thought, well, I'll just, uh, I'll have to figure it out in order to sell it. So here I go. Um, so people, people saw that they saw that I turned around a company in very turbulent conditions and, um, and then asked me to help them turn around their companies when 2008, 2009 started happening. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's just definitely been a passion to help business owners elevate their past, work with Worth, you know, work, and now it's a lot with working with the overwhelm and burnout, and uh, you know, how do we create nearby lanes where we're, we're not thinking, you know, and developing the new pathways for companies now, and and getting out of getting out of the chaos. Let, I want to get back, if you don't mind, to to that experience where you your husband passed away. I mean, did you have business experience? when this happened or how would, I mean, what was going on at this, at this time? Take us through that if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. well, good question. And happy to share. I, I had gone to, to college for community development and, and city planning basically and worked for a nonprofit for uh, most of my twenties um, doing, doing development type work. And Looking back, and I'll still say this now, is I feel like every position we're in trains us for the next position. Mm. And so back then, the, the boss, my first boss pushed me to lead 
community initiatives and to go pitch to uh, economic development boards for projects when I was 21 years old. <laughs> Fairly intimidating. But that, for the lack of a better word, that figure out ability under extreme pressure was something that she taught me early on because we were we were a small nonprofit and didn't have staff to do everything we needed. And it served me really well when I when I came in blindly to that. So I never really considered myself an entrepreneur or a visionary or a business owner. And it was kind of something I thought that it was something that was pushed or forced on to me. Now I realize that everything in life we are at choice. Mm. You know, I chose to do it and um, and chose to be there for 18 years now and, and recently exited that particular company. So I've been doing the business coaching and consulting and speaking as a, a second business for all these years. Well, let's talk to, to spouses, to, um, you know, others that are, have this, issue thrust upon them that you, I mean, you're, you're just sitting there and, and you're dealing with the grief of your husband passing, of course, but you're also having to, to immediately deal with taking on this business. I mean, how do you, I guess, keep your wits about you, maybe for lack of a better way to put it. I mean, how did you, uh, cope with that stress? Mm-hmm. Uh, also a good question, John, I feel I feel like it kind of resonates with a lot of what leaders are experiencing now. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously grief of losing someone is, is, a, is its own state of overwhelm and complete derailment on your life. Mm-hmm. And many, I, I feel like there's many ways people grieve. And it's not just the loss of a person. You know, a lot of leaders are really grieving now of the loss of business and life as we knew it. Um, and so how do we cope? <laughs> uh, sometimes we don't is the honest answer to that, that people need to really hear and embrace for themselves. Um, I think, you know, people used to say, oh, Sandy, you're so strong. You know, like I could never I could never have endured what you did. And my answer to that was, well, thank you. But we all, you know, and then inside what, what I actually, what I said out loud a few times, depending on who it was, I was talking to him, like, you should see me at home Hmm. because we go, we go to work and we put on this, you know, resilient hat and how we're so strong when under the table in high pressure meetings and, or in uh, bank meetings where, uh, bankruptcy looked imminent or closing down the business was an option. I'd be, I'd be pinching my hand really hard mm. under the table to avoid crying, kind of like to divert the pain that was going on in my heart, you know, and just trying to keep it together. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that now is that I'm just so exhausted and, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, doing tactics just to get through the day. But I think in full transparency, breaking down and crying was a real thing that I did at home and in private. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you allowed yourself that. And and so many people feel like, the, like you say, they've got to put up a strong front and they don't allow themselves mm-hmm. 
that um, really, it's a relief, right, to let that out. Yes. Well, and even uh, in my speaking that I've done recently to high-level business groups or owner-type companies or, uh, you know, owner groups, uh, different peer groups, the, the topic that comes up a lot now is resilience and, and leading when we're, you know, worn out, when we're exhausted ourselves. And so how I've started a lot of those conversations in my speaking is, is with the disclaimer that uh, crying and, you know, be, you know, and, and stating the state of how you are now with just tr- full transparency is totally welcome. Mm-hmm. And it's also normal. You know, like just normalizing getting our emotions out. And not surprisingly, there's been more crying leaders in the room than ever. And I think people just need that permission to be human. So it's just been such a, a thrill to, you know, now be on the other side of it and helping other other leaders go through this same thing. Because I, I didn't have anyone back then when we couldn't afford anyone to come in and counsel me or coach me. Right. Right. So Sandy, I mean, is that the biggest challenge that you see right now as we look at, uh, presumably we're coming out of a pandemic. I mean, but, but this, this, um, with leaders and I I guess trying to be, um, resilient themselves and help their teams. Is that the biggest problem you see or what? Talk about Mm -hmm. how your experience you had, uh, translates into what you see today? Yes. Uh, so I think embracing the, the massive amount of change that's happened in the last few years, you know, pandemic and otherwise, um, it just kind of has, you know, a lot of the businesses, they experience kind of like business growth as we know it and things evolve and change. And all of a sudden, boom, they change really quickly. Mm. Um, or the industry changes and shifts really quickly. And it, sometimes it catches people by surprise and companies by surprise. So number one, managing all of the uncertainty of what's next. And uh, we've gone from working on longer term plans to now executing on one year strategies or two year strategies, just going very short term or even work with my leaders for, for six months you know, just to get them through what's next in the shorter term as we figure this out. So I think the new, the new, there is a new way and a new paradigm of doing business that's here to stay, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so what does our business now, how do we redefine our business and, and how we lead our team and our staff? And so dealing with all of that and then also, I mean, obviously the great resignation of 2021 has been called is, there's a lot of our world that's rethinking what they want with their life and their career. And how do we manage that mass exodus or dealing with like, well, where are we going to be, you know, sidelined with next that we didn't see coming. But then above that is, you know, just complete, just exhaustion. Leaders have been pushing for two years to really manage through this. So like, I, what I love is like, well, how do we unhitch the energy of the last two years that we've been dragging with us and start from now and look going forward? Because that, that, that actually ends up realigning people on, on a lot of levels of, 
yeah, I don't need to carry these old stories with me anymore. And I now I realize I have them. Maybe this is a good spot, Sandy, for us to talk about intuitive strategy blueprint. I mean, intuitive, uh-huh. that's, that's what you uh, term the work you do. So let's define that for everyone and how you use that to guide your clients. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. And it's come out of 20 years of me leading my own larger company. And, and actually the coaching work I've done. So I'm, I'm trained as an executive coach and licensed with the International Coaching Federation. And until just recently, um, you know, I, I would do the, you know, more of the common or uh, assumed ways that you do business coaching, you know, mm-hmm. like you're setting goals and so on. And what I realized, and I also have a, I love metaphysics, always have, you know, how, how does, how does who you are as a person and your own energy show up, you know, and either derail or help your goals, (laughs) whether it be personal or professional. And as a part of, you know, just businesses reigniting and kind of telling the truth, I've actually just become very unapologetic and um, forthright with, I do intuitive strategy work. Like I'll do intuitive sessions as a part of business building. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I just started this intuitive strategy blueprint is it take, it, I took my three simple steps of how I work with either, you know, the, the owners of the company or the executive team or whatever it is, you know, first of all, assess, assess where we are, you know, what, what stories are we telling ourselves what are the conditions that we're facing? What are the challenges we're facing? And kind of just put it all out on the table in mm-hmm. a very confidential. And, and, and actually, that's not just all of the things that aren't working. It's all the things that are working, too. What are we most proud of? So kind of like just what's the state of the state? And, and the next part is, so it's three simple steps. Assess and then do a visioning session with either that a lot of times it's a business owner or a key team or a a leader looking to transition. Um, So the next part is the visioning session. And then from there it's goal setting. And so that's the three steps, which don't sound any different than normal strategy. However, what I do is in the visioning session, I have them go into like the future more or less like a utopian state. Like what does our company or what does my life you know, personally, if I'm working with one person, one-on-one and high-level coaching, what does my life in total look like? You know, my roles, my business, um, personally. Um, and and I have them do a visioning to the future session. And what that does is it puts them in a future state where they can just dream again of what does, what does perfection look like, knowing that perfection is not achievable. And so then we do that as the second step. And the reason I do that is once we can unapologetically look at like, well, what would utopian mean for me? And, and how would my business look different if like I was just fully alive and everybody was fully alive and flourishing? Because it, it releases the, 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 the conditions now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just helps us just really think, really broadly again and go into that 
you know, what is the, the next levels that I'm not seeing? So it helps people like just come alive again and companies come alive. And from there, what happens is total alignment. Because when they're in a utopian state, they're really mining into their passion. And so like my, in, my intuitive side, um, so I, I'll go into that space with them and I'll be like, well, what could this business look like if it was you know, flourishing again or whatever? But what I'm trying to do or the goal is to mine it out of the people because they already know intuitively like it's basically I mean intuition whatever you want to call it gut instinct the times that we really go on the wrong paths are was when we just use our brain logic at to trump like oh this doesn't intuitively or gut instinct align with how I'm feeling about it so when we can feel right about it and we can really feel our goals being in alignment with where we where we can see things going mm-hmm. and, and then we go back to third step of okay now that we've kind of explored and felt out the future vision and we can sense that it's aligned let's make goals from there and i have to tell you john the results um sometimes i sit at my you know for doing it uh virtually i get you know like i'll get goosebumps because it just is it's almost magical the fast track that we can go down because mm. now you're it's, it's whether it's one person or a team all of a sudden you have complete alignment and you have your passion back and you can easily identify it's almost like confidence rebuilt of that feels right it sounds right it, in my brain it makes sense but in my gut instinct it makes sense too well then you're not going down a path of like, well, I, I knew that was not the right strategy in the beginning. And uh, we went down that path anyway. It, it costed me a lot of money. Um, the, the results were either epic fail or, or more vanilla in nature. And I always call it, um, I knew it and I, the, I knew it and I blew it. <laughs> in, in, inflection point where, um, yep. I could go back to a point in time where I felt that was wrong, but I went up to my brain only and said, logically that should work, but I don't feel right about it for some reason, but I can't explain it. So let's just go for it. So I just, it's just so imperative because leaders right now are on like, Oh, I don't know which path we should go down. So it it just grounds us back to certainty to why we started this business in the first place um, and it also points to a lot of areas that might need fixing. So I like those quantum leap type programs instead of longer term strategy. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, Sandy Hanson Wolf is with us, folks. Sandy, what? Um, I guess what? Uh, a couple things there that strike me as as you describe that. I mean, you're teaching folks that it's okay to trust their gut if you will. Right. But, um, how do you get us to that point when we've been through so many, uh, big events that make you question, right. And, and it's hard to do that, right. In, in the kind of environment that we've been in. So, I mean, how do you pull people along and get them to, um, 
to do that, to trust their gut? Yes. So uh, good question, John. And I think, you know, before, before, so like what I do is I start with, um, I call it my above the summit experience where, um, you know, even when I do my new coaching contracts, we always start with a half, at least a half day session. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is I, I want dedicated time. And, um, and I, I create an environment of, of safety kind of, and I'll fall on the sort of my own trippings, you know, like people like people can relate to someone who has been there, you know, who has been on complete burnout and exhaustion and complete overwhelm, not knowing what the next step is. And it's like, I get it. I was that person mm. and I was without resources. And so I'll, I'll put those disclaimers out there of, you know, what? I was this person. There's zero judgment in this. Um, and so first of all, I create an atmosphere of safety, you know, of um, whatever you want to share or not share, it's up to you. And I'll tell you that when people come to the point where, or companies come to the point where it's like, let's, let's, um, you know, create a new strategy and, and they decide to, to work with me. They're usually excited about, yeah, let's get over this hurdle. Mm. Um, and then, so like that, that's where my first part comes in is like, let's just have a conversation and assess, like, where are we now? Where do we feel off? And once we realize and the point of that, John, is when we realize like, well, you know, not everything has changed. Like this story I'm telling in my head, like I'm still a capable leader, we, but we don't feel that way. Cause we feel like, oh. You know, like, what path do I go down now? Because as soon as we pick one, everything changes. And so actually having leaders own their own brilliance and see their brilliance again and kind of get their football back um, and realize, like, I I can do this. I've done it a million times. You know, and even revisiting will tell me a time in the past when you've been under extreme pressure and you've had to make a decision. We forget where we've come from. And so just remembering is, is, um, is key to that. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, lots of places I could go with that, but that's, that's so valuable. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, I guess this may seem an obvious question after what people have already heard, but you know, what do you, how do you feel? feel like your coaching uh, practice is unique? I mean, there's a lot of business coaches out there. What what makes you unique relative to what else is out there and available for folks? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think we all want to find our unique ability. And, mm-hmm. you know, I honor so many of my coaching colleagues and clients and consultants that um, – I know personally or as a friend and, and actually that I've worked with in my last companies. And so, you know, my uniqueness I think is I get that there's a literal side of, well, we just can't be in this, what people would call like woo land of like, well, let's just, you know, think about gut instinct. And if something feels right or not, like some people are like, well, what do you mean by that? So like, I know that there's a literal business execution side. 
you know, so I'm trained as an executive and leadership coach and certified that way. And so my, to me, my uniqueness is I really feel like the magic is, uh, and I use magic as a term just because I like it, but I've also seen it where it's like quantum leaps can happen when we bring, um, you know, like people talk about, well, passion and aligning passion and what is my passion. And that's all great. But um, this, like the strategy and the literal business side and like, well, there's a do and an action part of this of like, you know, it's not just motivational. You're like, even if I come in and like come do a keynote on being a a resilient leader and regrouping, I always have it be interactory where it's like, okay, we can talk about this and dream this. What are the action steps you're going to take? So there's a literal goal setting and execution side mixed with, and we're going to make sure this aligns to feeling right as like the owner of the company or as the leadership team. So like that intersection of, you know, like does this intuitively or gut instinct or culturally align with actual strategy? That intersection is where I think the brilliance really comes out. And so that's what I like to mine out is the both sides of that. So what I've seen with a lot of the strategy that we've done in the past for my, my company that I just sold last year um, was we kind of did more on the logical goal setting side and kind of forgot to ask the questions of, does this feel right for us? You know, being a, a people centric company that is all about nurturing and taking care of customers and our teams too. So it's kind of like the, the intersection of everything is where the, where the real quantum leaps can happen in success and profits. I saw it happen for us and I want it to happen more organically and quicker for other companies. So now Sandy, you also uh, mastermind peer groups. So Talk about that work and, and talk about maybe I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this interview and what, what should I think about in terms of engaging you for one-on-one coaching versus mastermind? Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, really, John, it's a personal preference, you know, the, the one-on-one coaching. So I have three platforms, basically the one-on-one high level leaders or owner type coaching for one and then two is the peer group and three is my speaking and consulting work mm-hmm. um you know like workshops and so on and so one-on-one is 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 for that leader that says i want to do my own work first like i, I want to figure out where i want my company or what where i want my path to go and then we'll and and i and i'm more private you know and maybe it's because they're just so busy that they don't want to be involved in a peer group where they meet for two, three hours a month. They would rather just do the, do the individual work. Totally fine. I get it. Um, actually, if there's two things that I did right when I was, a uh, was when I was in that level of ownership, uh, when we could afford it, I did both. I hired a person, I hired a coach for myself. Um, and I joined a, a high level peer group. And those were the two things, the two decisions that I'd say move my move the needle over time 
the most. Mm-hmm. And so um, for those that, uh, for the mastermind groups, those people are looking for this. So actually the, the mastermind groups I'll be starting now here in 2022, I'm actually going to incorporate one-on-one sessions with the peer group. Um, maybe quarterly or so on. So they'll still get that one-on-one experience, but the the peer group is really synergistic. You know, like they can throw their, their same challenges on the table. And number one, it's very confidential. And we're all coming from the same point of view as we want to help each other grow our companies um, or our next level leadership. And so you have the synergy of 10 people or, or however many are in that group. Um, sharing your common vision and really wanting to elevate you. Mm. And so like, it's, it's like the whole one, one plus one equals three concept of they not only have, you know, my network, if they're uh, working with me one-on-one, they now have synergies of all of the networks of everyone in the table and it's around the table and it's complete, (laughs) complete brilliance happening on multiples of levels. Wow. Uh, business uh, coach, uh, entrepreneur, speaker, Sandy Hanson-Wolf uh, has been with us, folks. Uh, wow, Sandy, what great words that you've offered today. And uh, thank you for the great work you're doing. I, I can't imagine that there aren't some folks that want to connect with you after uh, listening to this interview. So let's get them to the right point. How can they uh, touch base with you and learn more? Sure. Well, uh, number one, happy to participate, John. And it's always a uh, um, humbling to. I love sharing my story, and I love I love sharing the work and igniting people to their their best work. So, um, first of all, my you can contact me via email, Sandy at sandyhansonwolf.com. and it's S A N D Y. H-A-N-S-E-N-W-O-L-F-F.com, sandyhansonwolf.com. My website is under the same name. It's www.sandyhansonwolf.com. Or they can reach out the old-fashioned way by phone. And my my number is 320-241-9910. So to me, simple works, complicated, never did in my business. And uh, I try to instill the same in everyone I work with. So whatever method works for people. That's oh, cool. LinkedIn, I have a profile there too. So any, any way people feel they want to connect, I'd love to chat. Terrific. Sandy Hanson-Wolf, what a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that if you would like to see the entire show archive of Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio, one good way to get there is just go to minnesotabusinessradio.com. You'll see the whole show archive there. Great business leaders like Sandy and others we've had on the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, which I, would, of course, encourage, you know, go to your favorite podcast app, search for Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio, and you'll find us. And uh, if you've got a way to, on your app, some apps have it, some don't, give us a a review. We love to get a five-star review, and it's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests like Sandy, who do great work. I think you've heard that today. And we want them to be found and celebrated. So if you could uh, help us in that way, we'd appreciate it. So for my guest, Sandy Hanson-Wolf, I'm John Ray. 
Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.